This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. We talk today about one of the great and powerful phenomenons uh, in nature, and that is lightning. This is a beautiful, awesome, yet uh, dangerous fact when we go into the backcountry. And a basic understanding of lightning and how to avoid it and how to treat it is really critical in wilderness medicine. The power of lightning is uh, incredibly immense. Every 10 feet you go up into the air, there is a 300-volt potential difference. That is, every 10 feet you get a 300-volt battery. Um, that amounts to about 380,000 volts at the top of the atmosphere. Uh, this powerful battery tries to discharge through lightning strikes. Uh, it'll strike the Earth more than 100 times each second and about 8 million times uh, every single day. And uh, they usually occur in thunderstorms, in which there are about 50,000 thunderstorms around the world uh, that cause just all sorts of havoc uh, because of the power of uh, the lightning. We don't know the, the exact number of people that are struck or uh, get involved with lightning, or really how many people are uh, killed. It's estimated that about a quarter of a million uh, lightning incidents happen worldwide each year. National Geographic actually tried to put a number on how many people were uh, uh, killed, and they estimate around 2,000 are killed each year worldwide. Nobody really knows uh, exactly how often that will happen. Um, uh, according to the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Association, NOAA, NOAA, over the last 20 years, the United States has had about 51 annual lightning strike fatalities. This places the number of lightning fatalities as the second highest uh, behind deadly flooding. About 90% of people struck by lightning are estimated to survive, but they will often have a lot of uh, long-term neurologic uh, issues uh, that will plague them. Well, a couple of questions, and uh, as you're listening, the, I'd like to ask you, where do you think most uh, lightning strikes occur? Because as you travel around the world and travel around uh, places into the wilderness, lightning is a real big issue, and you should know where lightning strikes the most. So the, the place where lightning strikes the most is uh, in uh, Africa, uh, really tropical central Africa, the weather patterns there bring warm air from the Atlantic Ocean that collide with the mountains, producing a lot of thunderstorms. There's nowhere on Earth except tropical Central Africa where uh, lightning strikes uh, the most. Another hot spot is in the Himalaya where the mountain topography uh, causes all these big, huge air masses to rise from the Indian Ocean. There aren't any lightning strikes at the North and South Pole. Uh, if they do, they're very, very rare there. Uh, in, the, in the United States, it's in Florida. It's really quite amazing how many lightning strikes uh, hit uh, in the southeast all along the Gulf Coast, but particularly in Florida uh, and um, where on the west coast of the United States there are really relatively fewer uh, by, uh, by comparison. Um, so uh, also, not only where in the, on the world do, does lightning strike happen, but... Um, where is it like just like in an open field under a tree? 
uh, farm equipment, um, or uh, standing near an open window riding a bike, where, where are you most likely to get struck? The answer to that is in open fields. Um, a lot of people think it's under trees, and a lot of trees are struck, and people go to trees, and they you should not uh, stand under a tree for sure. But the open fields, sport parks in and around water are where people really get struck. This becomes a problem for uh, people who venture into the backcountry because they go on water, they kayak, they uh, raft rivers, and uh, they are in open fields a lot when they're hiking and doing outdoor activities. So these are the people where, that are at greatest risk. Uh, under trees is also a huge problem because lightning does try to strike tall, isolated objects. If you're on a beach, uh, that that is probably next in order. And then, uh, uh, like if you're out on a, a, a farmer on farm equipment, uh, you can uh, be struck uh, there as well. Um, most people in uh, that are injured and struck are in developing countries, basically because they're outdoors, complicating the increased risk people suffer in these countries because of the higher lightning density for housing and like just greater everyday exposure. And also because of the superstitions that may uh, cause inadequate prevention and uh, mitigation. Many people in these countries believe that, that there are two kinds of lightning. There's the natural lightning and the man-made lightning that can be drawn down by witches or uh, and, and be prevented by charms, herbs, and burying something under a structure. Um, and, and so this uh, actually, you know, creates a lot of a problem. Uh, to understand a, a, a lightning uh, bolt, um, you, you really have to understand a little bit of the physics of lightning. So as lightning connects uh, from the clouds to the ground, uh, the second stroke of lightning will return from the ground back up to the clouds. That is called an upward streamer. It follows the same channel as the first strike. Um, uh, the heat from the electricity of this return stroke raises the temperature of the surrounding air to an incredible high, about 27,000 degrees centigrade. That's close to 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The heated air is compressed, uh, and that uh, raising the air from 10 to 100 times the normal atmospheric pressure. The compressed air explodes outward uh, in an amazing shock wave of compressed particles in just every single direction. And just like an explosion, that rapidly expanding wave of compressed air creates an incredibly loud, booming burst of noise, and we call that thunder. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, But that shock wave that comes out from a thunderbolt, if you're near it, can create a lot of uh, compressive trauma to a human. If it's by a building or if it's by a tree, the tree will explode, the car, uh, the, the, the building can and debris uh, can hit a person as well as the uh, as well as the 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 compressed air. The most common kind of lightning that uh, we think about is the lightning that that we see when uh, a lightning bolt comes from the uh, sky to the ground. Uh, but it's probably not the most common. Uh, to understand lightning is to understand that it's uh, it's not really true electricity It's uh, as we think of it. It really is a lot of charged particles. Charged particles will separate positive, uh, will separate from negative charges. Positive charges tend to go to the top of clouds. Negative charges are mostly in the middle of the clouds, and uh, but they can be also uh, at the bottom of the clouds. That is, positive and negative char uh, charges uh, can be at the bottom of the clouds. The same thing happens at the at the on the on the surface of the planet. Negative and positive charges will separate, and so you'll usually get a negative charge 
discharging to a positive charge on the ground. But wherever there is the separation of charges, you'll, you will get the discharge. You can have this between, uh, uh, between the charges within the cloud. Uh, you can have it, uh, these discharges occurring from cloud to cloud. Sometimes they'll discharge into the air. If you get a lot of uh, a buildup of positive charges near the top of a cloud, they'll discharge. The most common kind that we are aware of, though, are the ones where it, you, you begin to see the charge uh, of a negative or a positive charge discharging to the opposite charge on the ground. So even we do get those uh, discharges going in those ways. Since most of the top of the clouds are positive charges, they can discharge to negative charges that are on the ground. Let me just say that again. Positive charges are typically near the top of clouds. If there is a, uh, if there is a separation of charges on the ground and the, uh, uh, a discharge occurs, a positive charge will then discharge to that negative spot on the ground. That can happen many, many miles ahead of a cloud, in other words, ahead of the storm, uh, uh, you know, five to ten miles. In fact, this happens quite frequently. It is, in fact, the, the uh, most frequent way that uh, lightning happens when it strikes the ground is from a positive charge at the top of a cloud to a negative charge on the ground. And that is why it's important to know that uh, most lightning strikes happen prior to a storm. There are many videos and uh, online uh, that have been taken that you can see that people are standing in what appears to be blue sky and uh, calm weather and lightning will strike by them. And this is because they might be five or ten miles away from the storm, but a positive charge will stand, uh, char uh, strike where they are and they're standing in a spot uh, where there's a neg negative separation. So uh, just in review, the the place on earth where most lightning is in Africa, United States, it's in Florida. Uh, the, the place where lightning strikes the most is in open fields ahead of a storm. And if you know those things, you can be safer outdoors and you can help other people uh, to avoid uh, being injured. Now, what's curious, most people aren't uh, injured or killed by uh, a direct strike. The vast majority of people who are uh, injured or killed happen through ground current when a lightning strike hits the ground, the electricity doesn't disappear into the earth. It spreads out along the surface of the ground, and it can and will injure people who are standing. Basically, the current will go up one leg and can counter uh, uh, set the heart or go down the other leg. So these become lightning's biggest danger because they affect large areas in circles, and they extend outward from where lightning uh, reaches the ground, uh, such as the bottom of a tree. So if a person happens to be standing in a place that is affected by ground current, uh, it can uh, be very deadly, and it can do a lot of damage to a lot of people. And uh, th this happens in games where uh, soccer players, or people who are doing a sport, lightning will hit the ground, and then the current will affect all of them. Uh, there have been a lot of stories and incidents where multiple people are injured or killed at the same time from one uh, lightning stroke. Side splash uh, is another way that lightning strikes. This will occur when lightning that jumps from an object to a person, even from a person to a person. Side splash occurs because lightning follows the path of least resistance to the ground. And there's a lot of people who get into lean-tos or into under uh, what they think is a safe area and lightning strikes near them and then will side splash to them. 
The upper streamer, which you talked about earlier, can injure people. A direct strike is another way uh, where someone can be injured. But, be but believe it or not, that is really a rare way of a person being uh, struck. Ground current is the worst. A direct strike is really the lowest on the list of how people are injured or killed. Contact uh, can be a problem, though. That is, uh, if you're touching a, a line or a fence that is struck, the current can go through you. That's a similar problem with uh, ground current. A lot of injury and some deaths occur from the blast trauma from the concussive forces uh, of the strike itself or being thrown to the uh, uh, ground by the air. They also, uh, if they have the lightning uh, current go through them, muscular contraction from the electrical charge can cause shoulder dislocations and other kinds of trauma. Uh, death by lightning uh, strike is... Uh, First of all is ground current, uh, uh, which is about 50% or, percent or more. Side splash is about 35%. Upward streamer is about 50%. Contact uh, with something is about 3 or 5%. And direct strike is down at the very bottom of only about 3% of uh, how people are injured from that. Uh, the, the, the issue about, an important thing to remember about lightning is that the, the most common cause of death in lightning strike is cardiopulmonary arrest. And so if you see somebody struck or they have been experienced uh, uh, with ground current or side splash, remember it is really the heart and lung that is the target organ. Uh, the condition results uh, really from the direct current to the heart and the paralysis of the respiratory centers in the brain. Uh, people who have been hit by lightning and are in respiratory arrest may no only need artificial respiration to prevent secondary hypoxic arrest. Almost all uh, persons who are hit by lightning who do not have cardiac and respiratory arrest at the scene will survive, even though they may be seriously injured. If multiple persons are struck by lightning, and this may happen if you're uh, out with uh, scouts or with family or with a group of people, triage priorities need to be reversed. Uh, it really is called the reverse triage. Those in cardiac and or respiratory arrest may appear dead but those are the ones that you need to treat first. Uh, persons struck by lightning have a better chance of survival than persons who have experienced cardiopulmonary arrest from other causes. In fact, it's significantly higher. Uh, there's a lot of different amount of data, but it suffers of 80% of people who are in cardiopulmonary arrest that if you begin CPR on will recover. Uh, resuscitation for uh, people struck by lightning really need to be started immediately, and you go to the dead-looking person first. The immediate cardiac arrest from a lightning strike results from the direct current depolarization of the myocardium of the heart. The immediate respiratory arrest after a lightning strike is a result of paralysis of the medullary respiratory center in the brain. Although cardiac rhythm may return spontaneously, concomitant respiratory arrest may persist and lead to a secondary hypoxic cardiac stoppage. The duration of the apnea rather than the duration of the cardiac arrest appears to be the critical prognostic factor. Some other important lightning information is that victims of lightning do not retain the charge and are not electrified. It is safe to help them. While that seems counterintuitive, it's out there and people believe that. In addition to flowing out of the uh, outside of the body, which is what's called the flashover, the electric current may also enter the body through the cranial orifices, such as the eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and flow through the body. This is, uh, explains why some patients have certain 
injuries such as ocular and or ear and others do not. Although the current flow occurs over a very short period of time, the amount of current is huge with an amazing amount of energy. Damage to the central nervous system is the second most debilitating group of lightning injuries. Neurologic complications include immediate loss of consciousness, followed by amnesia, confusion. They often get retrograde amnesia, hemiplegia, aphasia. Uh, they can get coma and they can get uh, seizures. Um, eye complications are common and you can get a cataract, uh, macular holes. You get corneal lesions. Uh, there's a lot of hythema um, in the anterior chamber, iritis, retinal detachment, and uh, hearing complications are uh, can be quite profound. People struck by lightning often have a ruptured tympanic membrane. They get temporary hearing loss and sometimes long-term hearing loss, dizziness from the eighth nerve damage, and injury uh, that can lead to uh, uh, damage to the hearing bones. Other complications from lightning strike that go on for quite some time could be chronic pain syndrome, neuromuscular pain, a lot of people develop neurologic deficits, including short-term memory loss, difficulty assessing or processing new information. They get attention deficits. A lot of times they get personality change. They get easily distracted, or they, they have a loss of ability to multitask. Many people get depression and feeling of isolation. Uh, you get sympathetic nervous system dysfunction, and you can get uh, uh, things like positive tilt tests and hypertension. People who have been struck by lightning frequently report dizziness and sleep disorders. Uh, you can get post-concussive uh, syndromes like headache, nausea, confusion, and uh, you can develop an atypical seizure disorder. It's been reported of endocrine problems, uh, including pituitary or hypothalamic damage uh, with secondary endocrine effects. These symptoms can start right after the strike, and sometimes they can appear weeks to months later, and they can, they can uh, persist uh, for uh, years. Very few individuals, though, experience the full energy of a lightning strike because only about 3 to 5% of injuries are from a direct strike. Most of the energy is transmitted by other objects that are hit, such as uh, the ground or a tree. Fewer than half of all affected persons have signs of burns or any marks. There are only about 20 uh, cases reported of lightning strikes to pregnant women. The maternal outcome on those is generally pretty good even though we don't have a lot of data with that. The identification of a victim of a lightning strike is easy if the strike was witnessed. However, there may be situations where it is unclear. And believe it or not, some people are struck by lightning and don't even know it. And that may be because they're using drugs or they're drunk, or uh, because of the blast trauma around them. They're not sure that they were hit, and it may just be uh, the they believe that that was what caused the problem and not the lightning strike. Preventing a lightning injury is the answer. Uh, you really don't want to get into a situation where you have to treat people because the problems can be immense. So the rule is, when thunder roars, go indoors. When thunder roars, go indoors. Now this gets to be a problem if you're in the back country because you may not be able to go indoors. But if you hear thunder, you should seek shelter. This is based on the fact that the distances that sound travels are well within the distance of a lightning strike. Furthermore, you may miss lightning because the clouds or terrain hide it. There is no safe place outdoors. Try to determine if lightning is going to be on your trip. It's going to be in a place and cancel the trip. Do something else. 
there is little that you can do substantially to reduce your risk if you're outside in a thunderstorm. And this often happens. The only completely safe action is to get inside a safe building or in a vehicle. However, some people are in the wilderness and they find themselves exposed far from shelter. If you absolutely cannot get to safety, you can slightly lessen the threat of being struck with some of these tips. But don't be deceived. You're not safe outside. Know the weather patterns of the area that you plan to visit. For example, in a mountainous area, thunderstorms typically develop in the early afternoon. So plan to hike early in the day and be down the mountain by noon if you can. Find the weather forecast for the area you plan to visit or recreate. The forecast may be very different from the one uh, near your home. So if you're in the wilderness and thunderstorms develop, these tips will slightly lessen the threat of being struck by lightning. Avoid open fields. That's where lightning mostly strikes. Avoid the top of a hill or a ridgetop. It has been taught that crouch positions offer protection. They do not. Stay away from tall, isolated, or other tall objects. If you're in a forest, stay near a low strand of trees. If you're in a group, spread out to avoid the current traveling between group members. If you're camping in an open area, set up camp in a valley, ravine, or in a low area. Remember, tents offer no protection from lightning. And people say, well, I don't have a metal tent. It doesn't matter. There uh, are a number of injuries and deaths uh, in people who are camping and then get into a tent thinking that they are safe. Remember to stay away from water, wet items such as ropes, and metal objects such as fences and poles. Water and metal do not attract lightning. People believe that, but they don't. But they are excellent conductors of electricity. The current from a lightning flash will easily travel for long distances. Unless specifically designed to be lightning safe, small structures do little, if anything, to protect the occupants from lightning. Many small open shelters on athletic fields and in parks or in scout camps and elsewhere are designed to protect people from rain and sun, but they don't protect from lightning. And there are a lot of stories where people get into these little shacks or lean-tos and are killed. A house or other substantial building offers the best protection. However, people should stay away from windows and doors and avoid contact with anything that uh, is conducted with like a landline. Cars are absolutely very good protection. Lightning flows around the outside of a car, and the majority of the current flows from the car's metal cage into the ground below. It is not the rubber tires that protect you. In fact, they offer little protection. In essence, a car acts like uh, a mobile Faraday cage, which is an enclosure formed by conductive material used to block electric fields. Convertibles do not have metal roofs, which comprises the Faraday cage effect. So the best rule is that if you see lightning or hear thunder, go indoors. The threat of lightning continues for a much longer period than most people realize, so you should wait at least 30 minutes after the last clap of thunder before leaving shelter. And remember, don't be fooled by sunshine or a blue sky. Well, this ends the podcast on lightning, and again, thank you for listening. 